Welcome to the Orgasmic Lifestyle Podcast by Venus O'Hara. I'm here to welcome you into the world of orgasmic living by hosting experts to discuss orgasmic topics such as nutrition, spirituality, personal development, sexuality, and much more. Here, we will offer lifestyle lessons that can help you lead a fulfilling, joyous, and orgasmic lifestyle. I'm your guide, Venus O'Hara. Welcome to the 10th episode of the Orgasmic Lifestyle Podcast by Venus O'Hara. In episode 10, we'll be interviewing Megwin White, founder of Haptic Body and director of education at Satisfier, the world's biggest sexual wellness company. And I'm excited to announce that we'll be having our very first giveaway. We're going to be giving away 20 Satisfier Pro 2, a clitoral stimulator that is currently the world's best-selling sex toy. Then I'll be discussing the book I'm reading now, which is The Complete Works of Florence Scovel Shin. And finally, we'll be experiencing a guided meditation with affirmations for sexual wellness. But first, let's talk about the world's best-selling sex toy. If you've been following the Orgasmic Lifestyle Podcast, you will know that we publish on the new moon and the full moon. Tonight, it's the November full moon, known as the beaver moon. This was the time to set traps before the swamps froze to ensure a good supply of fur for the winter. Of course, I don't support the use of fur, but I thought I'd share its origin. I also read in bustle.com that the beaver moon is a lunar eclipse, so it's ushering in all sorts of emotional changes. Understanding the spiritual meaning of the beaver moon can help us keep our eyes on the prize as we approach the darker season ahead and brace ourselves for the eclipses, shake-ups. And if you want to keep your eyes on the prize, so to speak, luckily in this episode, we will have our very first giveaway and I'm so excited about it. We're giving away 20 Satisfier Pro 2s. And the Satisfier Pro 2 is actually currently the world's best-selling sex toy. And also, before I talk about that, I wanted to share that when I saw it was the beaver moon today, it made me smile because beaver is also slang for female genitalia. And more specifically, it means a hairy vulva. So let's talk about the Satisfier Pro 2, the world's best-selling sex toy. I've been a sex toy reviewer since 2013. And in 2016, when the Pro 2 was launched, it really was a game changer for many reasons. Until that point, there was, I would say, a two-tier system of sex toys. There were cheap, battery-operated ones and luxury sex toys that, re that were rechargeable and often presented in very nice luxury boxes. But sometimes, if I'm honest, the boxes were better than the toys. Interestingly, I found that many battery-operated toys had stronger motors than their rechargeable counterparts, so I kept using batteries for far too long. Also, battery-operated toys were around 30 to 40 euros, and rechargeable ones could be 100 or more. 
fortunately as a tester, I didn't have to pay for them. But I, what I did pay for was with dozens and dozens and dozens of batteries. I remember having this tin biscuit, this uh, biscuit tin, and it was just full of batteries and it was very, very, very heavy. And also I had no batteries in any of my remote controls, the air conditioning, the the TV. Well, I, I was kind of like getting rid of my TV at that point, DVD player, no, no batteries. And also the clocks were all at the same time. I should have just taken them down really, but I had good intentions to replace them. But then one day I was using my vibrator again and the batteries ran out. So I had to do what I could to to replace them at a very key moment. Anyway, when the Satisfier Pro 2 came along, it was revolutionary in that it was a rechargeable sex toy, but with an affordable price. And slowly after that point, battery operated toys kind of became obsolete, which of course is a great thing because I can't even think about how much money I spent on batteries. And of course, we have to think about the environment. But another thing which, which which was revolutionary about this toy is that it offered a kind of stimulation that was very unique at the time. It was it's actually a stimulator that uses AirPulse technology to stimulate the clitoris without actually touching it. How would I describe it? It's kind of like it has this um, silicon nozzle and you put it over your clitoris and it has this kind of effect. And although it's not touching the clitoris, it does feel quite direct on the clitoris. The best way I could describe it is like a very perfect cunnilingus. And I just absolutely, it was very, very, I don't know, it took me a while to get on board with this type of stimulation, but now I absolutely love it. And there were many different types of toys that offer this stimulation that have been created since, but definitely the the Satisfier Pro 2 has the kind of the most comfortable nozzle and it was very ergonomic to hold. And also the price point meant that once it got popular, it got very popular and it just kind of like grew from word of mouth, quite literally, something that's kind of giving you a kind of linguistic um, effect grew out of um, word of mouth, which is quite interesting. But also for me, it was kind of good to see that there was this new kind of era of sex toys and it was kind of difficult to, um, to justify using anything with batteries after that point. And I tried dozens and dozens of AirPulse toys over the years. And and I think the Satisfier Pro 2, although it has become quieter over the years, it's definitely my favorite one. And I'm absolutely thrilled to be giving it giving away 20 of them today. How cool is that? I always love doing giveaways, but to have 20 to give away is even better. It means it means it's uh, kind of it's always hard to find one winner, but I'll be it'll be easier to find 20. So if you'd like to actually have your own Satisfier Pro 2 from this very first giveaway, all you have to do is follow the Orgasmic Lifestyle on Instagram and give me a like on my giveaway post. And if you leave a review for this podcast on Apple, then you will have a bonus entry. And I'll be announcing the winners on Friday the 10th of December on Instagram, so you can hopefully get your eyes on the prize around Christmas. Now it's time for this episode's interview. I'm going to be speaking to Megwin White, founder of Haptic Body and director of education at Satisfier. Megwin, welcome to the Orgasmic Lifestyle Podcast. Thank you so much for having for taking part in this interview today. I'm very happy to have you here. 
You are an intimacy coach and the founder of Haptic Body. So tell me about what Haptic Body is and what inspired you to get into the sexual wellness industry. Well, so haptic body basically is a self-care sensual practice that works on regulating the nervous system, aligning the body, and also helping to connect us to the sensual reality of life um, through slow touch technology in particular, and also through tapping into the connections of breath and also the voice. Oh, that's so interesting about the voice. Yeah. yeah, that's very interesting. So one of your principles at Haptic Body is that touch can expand neural connections to support brain function. Can you explain the process through which touch expands these connections? Sure. So first, you know, we have to understand that skin and the brain were actually formed of the same material in embryological development. There's three main materials that form the body. And so the skin and the neural uh, receptors within the brain are actually formed of ectoderm. And so sometimes we think of the brain as this separate organ, you know, mm -hmm. but actually the skin is one of the most powerful mediums to actually tuning in and connecting into the brain and also touching every other system within the body because it's the most outer layer. So within the skin, it's kind of like a computer. We have different touch receptors. Um, so touch receptors that connect us to uh, grading forms of touch, vibration. Um, we have uh, temperature receptors. So the temperature receptors that help us to tune to what's cold or what's hot. Um, and so these different receptors within the body are also helping to connect to an area of the brain called the hypothalamus pituitary adrenal axis, which is basically also um, in the way we process emotion. So what, we've, what you can actually do through touching the bodies, you can actually regulate emotions and you can actually unlock the capacity to experience the world through wider lens. Um, and so another way to describe it is like if you're under a lot of stress, you have a lot of anxiety, you literally feel the world kind of narrowing in. Everything gets smaller. Your ability to perceive and connect also becomes narrowed. And so when we open up the connection to this, these neural receptors through the skin, um, a friend of mine always likes to say that my work is about grooming the nervous system. So it's about heightening that, that perception of awareness so that you can experience um, just a wider reality, a much more, uh, a reality which has more texture and color, which is more vivid. Um, and, and ultimately it ties back into sexuality because, you know, and I'm sure you know this, but like the more, uh, neural connections we have within the body, the more wiring, right, is fired, the more intense that orgasmic energy is, the fuller the experience. Um, and so that's why it's also important to explore, you know, different forms of touch and also different contexts. Um, uh, through which we can explore sensory awareness. Well, that's fascinating. It makes me think about the people who, who aren't touched very often. Yeah, and it's, you know, we've found that basically without, the touch really plays an important role in health mm -hmm. and longevity. 
So, um, you know, people that aren't touched tend to also have uh, uh, you know, weaker immune system and also have difficulty oftentimes regulating the emotions. You know, we are mammals, we're meant to co-regulate and connect through touch and also through expression. So a lot of my work really focuses on opening up the touch from the inside out. So like the voice, for instance, is a kind of somatic touch that we experience on the inside out. And it also reflects, you know, an emotional tone. And it can also reg help to regulate others that we come in contact with. Well, that's absolutely fascinating. So what kind of t um, touch techniques or tools are used for this process? So there's quite a few different tools. Most of the tools that I use are very natural. Um, there's a tool called the dry brush. I use a kind of dry brush. I like prefer the palm brush because it does have a bit more of a uh, stronger connection to the skin. And I'll use that to also make contact with the fascia that exists below the skin. And the fascia is kind of like the matrix of the structure within the body it holds the muscles and the bones so that's an example of one um, another is actually himalayan salt crystal believe it or not because oh, wow. um, the body is bioelectric so i'll use that um, on different points different access points to kind of tap into that electrical matrix um, and then there's also may not make so so much sense but um the sea sponge um, is also a really powerful tool to help unlock the connection of full body breath. So there's quite a few different tools though that I use. Um, but the main kind of uh, thing that really connects everything is um, uh, something that I discovered around about alignment. Um, one of my mentors, her name is Yamana Zaik, and she developed a technique called body logic and Yamana body rolling. And she was she's really a genius of understanding the alignment. And what I learned from her was that, you know, everything is connected. And so as above, so below. And so she really taught us that, for instance, um, there the body is built on these postural plates, and in particular the face is a really key access into balancing the whole energy of the body. Um, and so when I started to develop my work, it was really in learning how to access these connection points within the face that would help to create more space, more dynamic energy through the body. And then I started to learn that it was also tied to a neurological plexus called the vagus nerve, which is basically our the neurological plexus that allows us to connect to our sensory reality. Um, and it's also tied to our voice and to the expression of the face. And it's a key neurological plexus that allows us to basically be intimate as mammals. Um, it allows us to downregulate our stress response. Um, and there's a wonderful scientist named Stephen Porges who developed a theory called the polyvagal theory, which has you know, really influenced my work, in which he discovered that the upper circuits of the vagus nerve, which connect to the face and to the voice, are kind of like the king and the queen of the entire nervous system. And so 
what it really, what I really learned was it's not just alignment. It's also our ability to emote and to express and connect in authentic ways that also help to balance the entire expression of the body. So that's kind of it in a nutshell. I know it's sometimes a little hard to translate, but... That's fascinating. So I guess, I mean, we, we know that we, we just express so much emotion in our faces anyway. Yeah. So would you recommend, um, I saw a picture on your, on your website with um, one of those face brushes and I've had one for years. I did find it a bit harsh though, but now I've started using it just to exfoliate. Yeah. So if we, and also a, a dry body brush. So what, are these the tools that we could be using every day just to kind of. Yeah. So um, there's different ways that people have used those tools historically. And a lot of them have been sort of more tied to moving lymph within the body. Um, in my work, I don't as much focus on that um, aspect of it. Um, I focused more on sort of accessing the structure and the alignment. So for instance, with a dry brush, we don't really use it. I don't really use it a lot, you know, mm. um, as a sort of brushing through the skin, but more anchoring different points. So for instance, the cheeks, like, well, let's start with this first, that the bones of the skull are separate. There's different bones that form the skull. And then there are, of course, muscles um, that also tie to connect to these bones. And so when you access different touch points throughout the face, for instance, like the cheekbones mirror the connections of the ribs. So mm -hmm. as we age, for instance, there's a general um, collapsing kind of down and in we start literally kind of collapsing in on um, on the body. So for instance, you'll see old people, they shuffle their legs, mm. kind of shuffling. Um, and uh, uh, with the face, the same kind of thing. Everything here starts to collapse. So you can use those tools to start to open things up. Um, in particular, as you start to learn how to connect the breath um, throughout the entire body. So for, you know, the breath when we're babies expands all the way up into the top of our head and all the way down to the lower part of our body, even into the feet. Um, and as we age, we start to lose access to that. And so my work really helps to, for people to actually see, becomes a feedback tool to actually learn how you can breathe literally into the skull to start to open up the alignment of the body. And as you do that, you're, you can also shift your state. You start to feel more bliss, more safety, um, just, you know, a more holistic connection to the body. So is that kind of like a facial reflexology in some ways? Yeah, in some ways it is. And I, I you know, I'm sure that there are absolutely, you know, um, uh, access points into, you know, the ancient system of acupuncture and that sort of thing. I haven't come into an awareness of my work through that angle, but I know that when I started doing this work, it really just, other things started to improve my skin, um, you know, and just a general feeling of health throughout my body. And then as we tie it back to sexuality, starting to really experience how important the O faces. Oh yeah, you know. Speaking of that, actually right. earlier today, I was um, I'm really into natural cosmetics, and I had um, I did a, a green clay face mask, and I mixed it with some jojoba oil and some water, and I put it all on uh, on my face and neck. And as I was waiting, I just thought I'm going to have an orgasm now. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then I, yeah. I found that um, my orgasm was almost limited because I couldn't move my face. I was going to ask you about that. Do you think that's oh. true? Because I, I, I felt like I couldn't, obviously it was just very, it was all dry by then. So I couldn't really express myself. Yeah, no, absolutely. Because again, the face is like the king and the queen mm-hmm. for regulating the nervous system. Um, and then when we talk about those postural plates, you know, it's, it's, a, it's important when you're thinking about orgasm because orgasm is all about unlocking energy. Mm-hmm. right? Bioelectric energy. And most people know it in terms of, you know, the Kegel muscles, right? The pelvic floor muscles are responding. But there's many different diaphragms that that basically contract and release when we're experiencing orgasm. And the top is actually the palate. Wow. And in order to unlock, right, that those higher notes, right, of orgasm and that really intense sort of upper flow of orgasm we have to be able to move and connect to the sensuality and the suppleness um, and those subtle connections that all tie back into the nervous system and allow us to basically kind of marry you know the the body we're in terms of intimacy, we're, of course, connecting with a partner, but we're also, of course, connecting with ourselves. And the face is really, really a key aspect to that. I like to do face mask after orgasm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's right next time. But um, I just thought I was, uh, time was limited. So I thought I would make the no, most I love of that. time. And there's also, I learned something new as well. Another restriction can be when you want to be quiet because you live with people. Yeah. You know, that's mm-hmm. another kind of thing that can kind of impact the orgasm. I guess we can bite the pillow, but it's not the same as just going, ah, it's a really yeah. big expression, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, um, you know, and everybody of course expresses differently and it's important to note too, that like, you know, obviously there's a lot of women that fake orgasms. Mm-hmm. So you know, we're definitely not talking about just making sound for the sake of making sound, but it's really in uh, what are called prosodic sounds. So those are specifically the sounds that connect back into the somatic part of the body. So they're the vibrations that that uh, communicate the emotions. Um, so, you know, for instance, the way you would communicate, you would connect with a baby, you make different kinds of sounds. And we've actually uh, found that those sounds are actually helping to lay down uh, the neural connections within the brain to support the immune system. So these sounds are vibratory sounds that are experienced more through our viscera. They're more primal. And so they can be also very quiet, Mm. you know, just like even just keeping the mouth closed, but vibrating the lips. You know, we have the upper lips and lower lips, you know, just (laughs) as an exploration, you know, um, using, uh, you know, sex toy or masturbating. And as you're exploring, make vibrations and try to relax the face as you do so. And you'll start to feel that the energy actually can build through that connection. In my experience, then if it's just me, um, but I find that if I'm with a partner or having, let's say, penetration, then I'm making noise throughout so I'm with my with my vocal cords but when yeah. I'm masturbating it's just at the orgasm mm-hmm. I mean yeah. it's because with a partner it's a kind of it's not just the orgasm it's 
you know, even before, a long time before. Is that normal? <laughs> I mean, you know, again, we all express and experience things so differently. And, you know, there's also, there's, they've actually found that, for instance, even the thoughts that we think are actually creating, are connecting to the language centers within the brain. So even if you're not making sound, there's still a dynamic of vibration, of experience. Um, and, you know, certainly there's no right or wrong way to explore. But the one through line is that, you know, we'll always have the breath. And the breath is really the, the support for sound. So whether you're, you know, communicating and connecting with those outward vibratory sounds, the breath intrinsically has a vibration. There's a sound, there's an energy that you know what I mean, exists even within the silence of the breath. So what is erotic plasticity? I've heard of neuroplasticity, is that the right word? But what is erotic plasticity? So erotic plasticity really just um, has to do with being open to different things, being open to variety. Um, And, you know, we tend to sort of have a certain capacity for um, being open to different things. So for some people, they really like sex to be always the same. Mm. There's actually almost an erotic um, excitement when things are the same. And that's kind of a particular type of person. Um, But what they've actually found is that, for instance, women tend to have a larger range of erotic plasticity. Um, And erotic plasticity is also something that really can develop over time. Um, and so it really just has to do with, you know, being open to adding flavor, color, exploration, texture to the erotic experience. Um, but it's a, it's most, more so a helpful term for us to understand ourselves as we evolve as erotic beings. So for instance, if you find that you're like, you know, in your forties and now you're wanting, you know, a threesome with your partner and all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, I'm attracted to women. And you, maybe you've never been attracted to women. This is just an example of erotic plasticity of just, you know, that your erotic um, uh, desires can change and evolve over time. And in general, it's, I think, something that even if you don't necessarily have a wide range of erotic plasticity, you know, you can develop it and attune to it just with being more mindful of what you do like, you know, kind of heightening whatever it is that you that you do love exploring. Yeah, I find a lot of people actually write to me and they 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 found the one tried and tested way to reach orgasm. Even with men who watch lots of porn, they have to maybe end end with just like masturbation rather than penetration. I think some people have always had this you know, this idea of I can, only, I can only have an orgasm this way and it can be very limiting. And I, I, had, I had the same thing happen to me um, years ago with the rabbit vibrator. I thought I need to do a simulation. And um, I had some other vibrators like a, um, a Leon, a bullet vibrator, and I just didn't do anything for me. And then one day the rabbit vibrator broke, which was actually a blessing in disguise because I was kind of forced in the nicest possible way to learn other ways to have orgasms, which was really great. And I realized that the, the the thing that stayed the same were the erotic triggers in my mind. It was nothing to do with the toy. So mm-hmm. now 700 toys later, <laughs> I found that, you know, most of them, 99%, you know, success rate, they've, they've mostly 
but that's because I've been changed. I've been able to change, you know, the external um, stimulus all the time, but the internal is quite quite similar. Yeah, no, I think that that's that's so true, and it's just even just having that willingness and openness, you know, to to kind of lean in, become curious about some new form of stimulation. I mean, you've made that your work. Yeah. You know, that's, incredibly, <laughs> that's incredibly enriching. Um, and I think that is huge, especially as we, you know, move through the aging process. Like, you know, t- we tend to... Um, narrow our opportunities for sexual pleasure if we just think about ourselves as 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 though when we age we're going to lose you know that sexual impulse or that sexual connection but if we actually start to think no instead of we're we're losing it it's actually evolving it's Mm. changing it's becoming dynamic perhaps in a different kind of way um and like for instance for women that are going through menopause you know perhaps penetration is not the end-all be-all could be painful even for some but exploring accessing sexuality through uh, you know different parts of the body or even through creative outlets um, can be really really important so yeah in a way that's you know how erotic we could think about erotic plasticity kind of supporting us throughout our lifetime yeah, I think for me, when I started having sex, like maybe like lots of people, it was all defined by penetration. And you have to have like penetrative sex maybe five times a night. And it was like, boom, boom, boom. Whereas now, even when the men change as well as as, as we age, they maybe can't do five times a night. You know? So it's all it's always different. And there tends to be more um, emphasis on foreplay and sensuality, which is, which is just fantastic. The best part, I think, sometimes. Because I mean... We don't. We're not touching all of the body a lot of the times in 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 sex. I think it's so important to you know mm-hmm. touch all of the all of the body, not just the you know the breasts and the genitals and the ass. You know, mm-hmm. you miss out on so much, so many areas. When I had a tantric massage um, a few years ago, I did a collaboration with a tantric massage center, and I didn't realize that you know my ankles could be erogenous because they were like tickling around the ankles and behind the knees it was like oh my god it was really amazing yeah absolutely the whole body is erotic i mean i honestly once had one of the most amazing orgasms of my life through my ear i tell that to people and they're always like really um yep it's you know just there's just so many areas within the body that are so erotic but we have to be able to kind of slow down sometimes in order to be will, be able to feel and to explore that and and so much of eroticism is just about attention you know when you have a lover right that's like really attentive and attuned to every little aspect of touch that in and of itself can be incredibly erotic um and and it's a great thing it doesn't come down to a particular technique or a specific erogenous zone um so much of it is just in the ability to slow down and to kind of open your mind to what's possible yeah, even the nape of the neck and the ear i definitely agree with you there and whispering yeah. oh. <laughs> <laughs> definitely <laughs> also the director of education for satisfier established in 2016 satisfier is the largest global sexual wellness brand so tell us about this role 
so um, so as you said, Satisfiers, uh, it's an award-winning sexual wellness brand. Um, and basically, I came on board as someone that can kind of bridge that sexual, sensual, embodied education to understanding our now our large, vast range of products. Um, because, you know, basically, especially in the West, I don't know exactly what it's like everywhere, but our sex education is pretty abysmal. Um, and so I basically just help to fill in the gaps of where people don't necessarily understand their bodies. And, and particularly women, you know, we're not taught at all about our clitoris and how it, um, how it connects into the body and um, how integral it is to our uh, sexual experience. So I basically help to, to offer, um, you know, an awareness on how to use the products in particular, um, not just through where to put it, where to, where to touch, but also how to connect from the inside out to help unlock that erotic experience. Um, and it really first started with uh, our most famous product that we have is called the Satisfier Pro 2. Um, which is, of course, an air pulse stimulator, and it basically connects to the body through indirect pressure waves, and it stimulates the clitoral glands. Um, and when I first tried this, you know, product out, it was just mind blowing. I mean, I had, I would say, my first tantric orgasm with a sexual wellness product of my life, and you know, my first orgasm with the product was like screaming yes and just you know wanted to share it with everyone and uh so that's really when i approached the company um and had already been doing a lot of uh, work within the sexual wellness world in relationship to lifestyle practices and so you know we made a connection um with with that and uh and now i basically work uh, full-time you know within the company and helping to helping people to understand the full range um, of products and also just helping to bust sexual myths, try to release some of the sexual stigmas and shame um, becomes really important. And you know this, that, you know, you're a voice for this to be able to share with people that there's nothing to be ashamed of and to be able to talk openly and honestly about sexuality without that feeling of stigma and shame, it gives people permission to really open up and, you know, want to learn more. Definitely. Because I find that sometimes when people buy a sex toy, it's like signing up for the gym. You know, you can get your gym membership, but you've got to do the work, you know? <laughs> so I think yeah. part of that, it, it's like bridging that gap between just buying something and actually being able to enjoy it. Cause not everyone can connect the dots so easily. It does take a bit of education. It's, I do, for me, after after my rabbit vibrator broke, I realized it really was about a mind-body connection, which is not so evident for many women, I, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like, even the way we talk about, you know, sexuality, you know, we talk about the G spot and we think about it as like this sort of button or this point of the clit, you know, mm. but it really, um, all of that sexual uh, energy is, connected to the entire body and so as we learn how to really relax into being fully embodied sensual beings we can get any kind of stimulation like you were saying through the ankles or through the ear and there are about 10 percent of women for instance who are orgasmic just by thinking alone 
So we have this incredible capacity to unlock not just orgasm, but just, you know, the capacity to, to feel and to, to really embrace um, and love ourselves through sensual touch. Um, and, you know, and it does require some learning. You know, I wouldn't say that there's aspects to it, of course, that are intuitive, but just like learning anything, you can get better with it. You can learn how to, um, uh, you know, access more of that energy through different kinds of tools, different forms of touch, you know, exploring maybe particular erotic desire or context, or perhaps it's creating the ambiance, you know, learning about our sensual selves is something that will continue to evolve throughout our lifetimes. And why not get as many tools as you can to really access, you know, that energy? Yeah, I always feel like even though I kind of know a lot, (laughs) I I, I always love to surprise myself and find new things, you know, I just find it fascinating. And I like to be to find, to realize that I don't know everything. <laughs> I find that really, really sexy. I actually have one of these um, Pro 2s here. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually speaking of uh, erotic plasticity and um, one of my friends who watches, um, um, I went I went to a sex shop recently with a group of friends who they all went to buy the, the, the Satisfyer Pro 2. And one of the girls in the group was saying that she watches um this real life couple who have porn, who, who do porn together on, on some webcam or something. And the girl at the end, she always has to get this out to, to finish off. Wow. <laughs> Which is yeah. okay watching it 10 times, but like, it's like, okay, it's, it's, it's Pro 2 is coming out now. <laughs> they do the same thing all the time. But that's quite interesting how it's, it's, it's a great, it's a great product. That was my, going to be my next um, question, actually. Um, so this is actually the world's best-selling sex toy. And it's actually grown organically and orgasmically, hasn't it? I mean, so why do you think it's been so successful? Well, I have one here myself too. Oh, great. (laughs) This is a great picture. I know, right? (laughs) So, you know, I mean, first of all, I think part of it is that it doesn't look like a typical sex toy. It's Mm. not phallic, right? It's not like you would if you saw it lying on a countertop, you don't immediately jump to, oh, that must be a sex toy. Um, But it also just, in terms of the functionality, what it does with those indirect pressure waves is first of all, it creates a seal, Mm -hmm. you know, with a hole here that connects around your clitoral glands. And I have a little clitoral model here because I thought maybe we would show that. This is the clitoral gland. So that's just the external portion. Um, This is densely packed with um, sensory receptors, um, nerve endings, about 8,000 to potentially 15,000 nerve endings all connecting here. And so they're sensitive to pressure and to touch. And so what the Satisfier Pro 2 does is it works with non-touch air pulse technology. And so it stimulates the clitoral glands indirectly through blowing and then kind of a sucking action, which basically helps to engorge the rest of the clitoris. And the clitoris flanks the vaginal canal. And so all of this area opens up. This is all erectile tissue. And underneath here, we've also got the perineal sponge. Here we've got the the labia minora. All of this is interconnected, interwoven. And so for a lot of women, penetration doesn't always feel good because this um, erectile tissue has not yet been engorged. And so the Satisfier Pro 2 
helps to activate all of that erectile tissue and also helps us to just be more sensitive to you know um, to our breath and to also the inner dynamics of that orgasmic experience so i love when i share this tool with people for the first time i tell them try connecting with it at a, at a slow speed like at a two or a three and take slow deep breaths especially exhale the air all the way out just for the first couple breaths breath is going to naturally change the energy builds but that really helps to activate that connection to start to unlock that building of arousal within the body and so even without that type of tip or that awareness women tend to use this and find that they're able to kind of access that orgasmic energy with or without um you know a fantasy because i know for myself when i mass when i masturbate with my hands i really need to have some kind of context in my mind when i'm using this i just tap into the breath you know, oh, wow. connect with more of the embodied experience and I can unlock that energy and kind of use that as, a, uh, you know, as a kind of vital energy uh, to unlock uh, just feeling good, you know, in general. Um, but I think with, with this product, the reason why it's just become so popular is just that once women try this, they want to share it with others. You know, it's just when we lose access to that, sexual energy we lose you know it's like the lights kind of go off and so this is a product that really turns that pilot light of sexual energy energy on and you can use it you know in the middle of the day like you can use <laughs> it as a lifestyle tool as we were talking about the skin yeah. Use it Absolutely. as part of your skincare regime. You know. <laughs> That's fascinating. But it really has um, been successful due to word of mouth, hasn't it? It hasn't really been a Absolutely. global campaign. It's just been people sharing it with their friends, which is incredible. <laughs> which, which just shows that our society has evolved about sexuality. And I'm just keeping it. It's been too good to keep a secret. Yeah. And I think it's, I think for sure, it's just been, you know, I think when, as women, when we find something really great and really life-changing, we do want to share it, you know, with mm -hmm. others. Um, and I think in particular, this is a revolution because it works with the technology of the body in a very unique way. You know, it's just a kind of higher level sort of approach to, to unlock what we naturally have, but it's difficult to always access just with touch alone. Oh, because yeah. sometimes with touch, you know, the body, if it's not, if it, if we're not uh, primed or ready for that touch, the body can shut down or lock in. And so there's just something about air pulse technology that just feels, you know, easier to connect with and, you know, unlocks that technology within the body. Yeah, it's interesting because I mean, it doesn't look like a, a sex toy. And um, there are some products for the face, like those face brushes, the electric ones that are very similar. And uh, my cleaning lady, actually, when she saw all the toys, here, <laughs> she told me that um, she was cleaning another house and she saw one of these in the, on the nightstand and she actually cleaned it. And then she was telling, telling her friends about it. They're all laughing. That's the satisfier. Do you know what it does? <laughs> She's like, oh, my God, I cleaned it. <laughs> it's really incredible. So tell us about Remotica from Satisfyer. 
Um, so yeah, Remotica is basically a partnership that we have with a company called Berlin Able, which is one of the largest um, platforms for um, audio erotica. And what they do is they actually create audio erotica based on uh, people's you know, own uh, stories. And so we also have a technology called Satisfier Connect uh, with many of our new products. They're Bluetooth enabled and you can bridge to our app, which expands the features within the product. You can use it as a remote control. You can create your own unique programs. But within the Satisfier Connect app, we also have an audio function. So basically what it will do is it will translate the sounds to unique vibration programs. Um, and so the Remotica project um, was basically uh, uh, something that we created to help uh, inspire that creative energy. Um, so people all across the world came up with their own unique erotic stories based on the inspiration of also the Satisfier products. So you can, you know, go to, there's a SoundCloud uh a playlist and you can go to the Remotica playlist and basically experience some of these unique stories. So you can, you know, tie in some of that, uh, that erotic inspiration um, and, you know, imagine yourself and as a different character and really expand that erotic plasticity. Oh, while fantastic. You're <laughs> <laughs> exactly. While you're using a satisfier. So. Definitely. Here in Spain, Satisfier is so, so popular. And this, the Pro 2 is just called the Satisfier. That could be yeah. similar in different countries. But um, I think people forget that there, is, there are actually 200 products. Is that correct? And some oh, of yeah. them are... More than 200 products. Wow. Yeah. And the app technology has really grown with the, uh, with the pandemic. Yeah. That's been wild. Like, we came up with the app you know, before the pandemic, but it really was launched just right before. And so um, we have this one function within the app that also allows you to connect with your partner remotely. Mm -hmm. um, and that became a huge topic of interest, obviously, with the pandemic, you know, partners that were separated with distance and using their products with their partner and connecting um, through a live stream technology that we have embedded within the app and so you can control your partner i mean you can control the the uh product you know while you're looking at your partner while you're hearing them while you're seeing them and it was really cool because it really also opened up a kind of new awareness which is prioritizing your own self-pleasure mm -hmm. right as you're connecting with another person and keying into those um those cues that facial expression absolutely yeah did you ever try seeing it remotely i'm so curious if you oh yeah i have it and, and also um i had someone i was sent a spare panty vibe which that's another thing that's very popular now these wearable toys and i think yeah. these the the distance control is really changing how we use sex toys because in the past it might be just um in the case of vibration, it's going for the longest or the most intense continuous vibration and the other eight that are patterned, you just kind of forget about them, you know? However, when you're with, when you're using it with a partner, the, the patterned ones seem to be more fun and then pressing pause, you know? <laughs> and, and recently um, I was sent a, a spare panty vibe and um, had a, I always give like my spare toys away to friends and ask them for their feedback. And it was one of my friend's um, birthdays 
recently and I gave her the Satisfy a Little Secret, which is remote controlled. And I told her, when you go out with your boyfriend, give him the remote control while you're having your dinner. <laughs> so they did that. And she didn't tell him that she's wearing it. She just like, gave, she went to the toilet, make sure everything was connected and then gave him the remote control. Yeah, which is, which is really fun. But he obviously he could just see from her face what, what was happening. So he's going oh back to... God. The face, you know, being an indicator of what's of what's going on, and every and, and also every time the waiter came, he was like pressing. <laughs> and I think that's such an interesting way to explore intimacy and humor with with a partner. Yeah. It's not just about orgasm because you're not really going to have an orgasm in that in that in right. that context. <laughs> All that kind of delicious suffering, you know, in in public. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent, and you know. You can even get creative with it. Like, um, sometimes I tell women, like, you know, in the middle of the day, if you need like a pick me up, um, connect to the music vibes feature with your panty vibe and just use it while you're dancing and, you know, use that sensory vibration to help connect you more to that erotic energy. And, you know, it's a great way to release stress and to, like you said, with partners to just, you know, really amp up that desire factor and that play factor. And I've always wanted to try it. I haven't done this yet, but like, I thought it'd be really fun to explore uh, with karaoke. Oh, wow. (laughs) Do it while you sing to actually experience, because we also have an ambient sound feature. Oh, I was going to say that. Yeah. Ambient sound. Yeah. Yeah, That's a a fun one. I've not really used that much either. And I've got some road, I had some, um, not similar to roadworks going on here. And I thought that'd be kind of a good way to, you know, cause they're so annoying, you know, when you get these drilling sounds and um, construction noises, <laughs> they're kind of a good way to make them into something more orgasmic. You know, you could just connect it to the ambient sound. And someone, one of my followers actually, who's a tickling fetishist told me that that would be a really good way to interact. You know, every time you're laughing from tickling, oh my God. Provoke. cause there's so, there's so much you can do. And also when, you know, when concerts start again, you know, the mm-hmm. deep bass or like that really loud, louder music and stuff, that could be a really good way to to enjoy a concert. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, totally. I haven't been to a concert yet, but I'm definitely going to bring mine. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, especially if you're going with someone that you're intimate with as well, it could be even more fun. Yeah, I, I really like the Panty Vibe too because of just how it stimulates, you know, two points of contact. Mm. It kind of hits the... That uh, opening of the vagina and also the clitoris, and so there's something too about that hitting both of those points. It's very grounding. Oh yeah, um, yeah. So. In my opinion, there's not enough focus on like the entrance of the vagina. It's all like G spot and internal, but I think you don't need to go in so far sometimes, and yeah. it kind of anchors it somehow. If that makes any sense. Absolutely. Yeah. What's about what's a blended orgasm and how does it how does it differ from an, a standard orgasm? Well, so, you know, blended orgasm is kind of a buzz term to just talk about dual stimulation or multiple forms of stimulation. Um, and so it kind of ties back to that concept of activating multiple neural pathways. Um, And so sometimes when we activate multiple neural pathways and the most common, you know, blended orgasm would be like the G spot and the clitoris, right? Or, you know, the A spot and the clitoris, you know? Um, And so sometimes when we have multiple forms of stimulation, it really requires us to connect that much more deeply 
to the integrated to integrating um, those connections. Um, and so that's where the vagus nerve, I think, really comes into play. Um, being able to to tap into that connection of breath, and also to be able to expand um, uh, uh, connections within, for instance, the pelvic bowl area. So we have a lot of tightness and mm -hmm. constriction, or if we're in a position which is limiting, sometimes it'll be difficult to really connect to multiple forms of stimulation. Um, but when we do have a blended orgasm, we have access to multiple neural pathways. There's this potential for more deeply visceral kind of orgasm or you know, full-bodied orgasm, if you will. Um, and it's really, it's really great for helping someone to let go, to really allow themselves to fully you know, embrace just opening up and letting go and not trying to control so much the experience. Um, and, uh, and so, you know, it definitely ties back to also the O face, you know, to be able to really tap into um, that capacity to really let go and to give yourself permission to be primal, to really access that energy. You can tap into many different forms of stimulation and be able to access that orgasmic energy. And, you know, we think about like shame or inhibition, right? It really manifests in our face and, you know, in how we're breathing. So blended orgasm, I think also serves many different functions. It's a really wonderful way to just overcome those blocks and those insecurities, those places where we might feel a lot of shame. Um, and, you know, and of course there's m many sex toys that, that definitely focus on that. Like the rabbit. You oh, yeah, of course. So, so do yeah. you think dual stimulation is actually more beneficial? I think it can be because in general, if we access multiple pathways of connection, it can give us, you know, deeper, uh, sensations and again, help us to really let go and to open up. Um, but I think again, you know, I really always come back to everybody has a preference. So for instance, if clitoral stimulation really works for you and that feels good, um, then explore that. But if you want to start introducing dual stimulation, you can start with it in a very gentle way. So for instance, Kegel balls, um, are really great as a way to start to tap into the blended orgasm because it's a sort of light blended orgasm. You can use the Kegel ball internally to access that clitoral urethral complex, that basically that area where the clitoris is flanking the vaginal canal. So that becomes a kind of feedback tool. And if you really love clitoral stimulation, just keeping the Kegel ball inside will help you to start to unlock more of those neural pathways and to become just more deeply connected to, you know, your orgasm. Um, so that's been, that was something that I stumbled upon and with the satisfier, actually, it was like, oh, wow, if I use a Kegel ball, it becomes a really great way to also be kind of hands-free. I don't have to hold anything, you know, inside to stimulate. I can just focus more on my breathing and more on, uh, just unlocking that, uh, 
you know, the pleasure um, without having to hold something inside. Um, but, you know, there's so many different ways. You can also explore blended orgasm anally, you know, through anal stimulation and clitoral stimulation. I mean, that can feel amazing. You've got uh, the pedendal nerve is a really important nerve for pleasure. And there's a lot of connections into that anal area and the perineal sponge. So, you know, our nipples also could be considered, you know, blended orgasm. Um, so it's hard. To, I don't like to necessarily say when one thing is better or worse than another, but I think that if you've never tried it, give it a shot, explore it, experiment, and you can start off very gently, you know, especially for, for some women, penetration might not be so pleasurable. Um, and, you know, if that's the case, then, you know, don't explore it, but, you know, it may be something that you, you might want to give a try. Yeah, I think I'm the opposite of most women, actually, because when I started having sex, I was having orgasm from penetration all the time, like very easily. It was an almost crying. It seemed like a more, a more emotional experience, penetration wow. for me. And so I always just assumed because of the magazines I was reading that um, women are vaginal or clitoral. And I was like, oh, I'm vaginal there, <laughs> you know, and, and I was like the minority or something. So I kind of dismissed my clitoris for, for a long time. Then I got my rabbit I was having a bit of dual stimulation, but um, then when it broke, I, I just I just learned how to use external um, or, or, um, stimulation. I found that really mind blowing. So I was capable of something I wasn't, I didn't know I could do, you know. Wow. And I only had my first orgasm with cunnilingus maybe six years or six seven years ago because I'd learned that you know how to just enjoy external stimulation and. Yeah, so it was really interesting how, you know, you can think you're one way and then you can learn new new methods, erotic plasticity, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. It's just like with the brain, you know. Mm. Um, I think it was Dan Siegel that says nerves that fire together, wire together. Oh. So in many ways, you know, what we're practicing sexually tends to, to get sort of wired in and become something that, you know, becomes a pattern. So it's good to change it up try different things and and you know the clitoris is also you don't have to stimulate it to activate it um even when we breathe you know when we exhale and we we breathe diaphragmatically for instance and we do a kegel Mm. you're actually grabbing hold of your clitoris because there's muscles that wrap around the clitoris every time as you learn how to do the kegels so we can touch our clitoris without you know, using our hands or any other type of stimulation. Definitely. So what about se- what's sexual fitness? Sexual oh, fitness. It's like a perfect segue kind of. Um, so sexual <laughs> fitness. with those kegels, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, you know, sexual fitness is just really looking at um, strengthening and stretching the muscles that support uh, sexual receptivity. So obviously and particularly Kegel strengthening, you know, is is an essential um, for supporting your genitals, supporting your ability to uh, sexual response system, especially as we age, Mm. you know, these muscles tend to atrophy. And this is important for men and for women. 
Um, and so it's just incorporating those types of exercises into your fitness routine. Um, but there are also practices like yoga or um, other forms of uh, physical training that are more proprioceptive in nature. Those will also help to strengthen those muscles in a more indirect kind of way. Um, and you can also incorporate kegels into your workout, whether you're working with, you know, weights, whether, I mean, kettlebells are really big, you know, right now, really understanding how to, let's say if you're swinging the ball, how to access that kegel at the end of the movement can really, you're, you're basically helping to strengthen, not just, let's say your arms, if you think about it in kind of a more limited sort of way, when you're working with proprioceptive uh, types of training or balance forms of training, you're always training that sexual center as well. And so learning to be more conscious of it um, can really help you to not only be better in bed, to be able to get more from your experience sexually, um, but also just to feel more confident um, and you know, more sensually, in particularly more sensually receptive to you know whatever position you might find yourself in um and obviously it also informs how we hold ourselves as well i love them um, hyperpressives there are, i've been to a few classes of that you know hyperpressives when you're doing stomach when you're sucking your stomach in a lot and then you're combining it with breathing it's like i can't remember really, really describe it but it was like very so when people do those I don't know what it's called in English when they the stomach kind of goes like concave, right? And it's a yeah. very advanced breathing. Yeah, I mean that that kind of um, dates it's back like pelvic floor yoga. as well. Yeah, yeah. like uh, a lot of yogic traditions would do a lot of um, yeah breathing techniques, which really uh, incorporate those deeper core muscles. And um, one of my first forms of fitness that I ended up studying was yoga and Pilates and obviously Pilates is, you know, very incorporates a lot of those Kegel muscles. And, mm -hmm. but the problem sometimes too, is that it's, these muscles can also be difficult to feel and to know when you're actually utilizing them. So, um, it does, it, it, it's cool how fitness has actually evolved. I think, um, over the last 20 years, if you think about Yoga, yoga didn't even really originate in the West until it was like the late 60s, you know, and now there's a yoga studio on every corner. And now people are much more aware of the muscles within their body, of how things connect. Um, we've become much more sophisticated in how we condition and support our body. And so weaving in sexual fitness in, inside of whatever kind of modality you're exploring um, can be really, really beneficial, um, not just for the strength of your body, but also, you know, it's really helpful to know how to contract those cable muscles while you're having sex, how to use those muscles to help build the energy within the body. And even if you're single, especially if you're single, you can't just uh, let it go rusty. <laughs> it's yeah, everything oiled up and working. Yeah. If we don't use it, we lose it. And Definitely. So a couple of quick questions. What's the book that changed your life? Well, so, you know, there's, I love books, um, but the book that came to mind um, was Watsu, Freeing the Body in Water 
um, by Harold Dahl. And this is actually, it's a book that really explores this technique of, of body massage that's in the water called Watsu. Um, and Watsu, for those that have never tried it or explored it, have you tried Watsu before? No, but I love it. I'm always trying different um, spa oh, treatments every month. So I have to look it up. You would love it. You would love it. So basically what, what happens is the practitioner holds you in uh -huh. water and supports your body. And the water basically creates a buoyancy of support so that you can explore stretching and mobilizing the body and freeing up those restrictions. And a lot of those restrictions are they're coming also from our emotions, right? Mm. They're psycho sort of somatic. So inside of a watsu, you really start to confront some of those emotional blocks through the somatosensory experience of being moved in water, which also has... There's a kind of intrinsic memory there, too, because when we think about uh, being in the womb, right, you know, we were basically floating. That was probably one of the freest times in our life where everything was sort of perfect and, and you know, we were held and we were safe. Um, and so I discovered this technique about, was about not maybe 15 years ago, and it was by far the most life-changing um, body work. That I'd ever experienced and I knew I wanted to, to learn it and this kind of body work really ended up informing also the haptic work you know that um, I do as well um, and I just have a fascination with water as well just in general like I feel like my happy place is in the bath there's something <laughs> about the water where I kind of can tap into my intuition and to my feminine you know, mm. intuition um, in particular. So, yeah. I'll have to look at that and see if there's any, anything like that here in Barcelona. But here there are some, uh, there is a company called Floatarium that have these flotation tanks. Have you tried that when you're floating on? Um, no, I, I haven't, but I'm sure that it's probably similar. But from what I yeah. understand, you're in the flotation tank. Is it dark inside? Yeah, and they have some very nice music, maybe like very meditation music. Uh, I, think, I think it could, and it's loads of salt, so you're, you're floating even if you can't swim, you know, everyone's floating. But I, I think it might feel a bit claustrophobic. <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. That I sounds mean, interesting. Yeah, no, I know a lot of people that have tried that, they love it. Um, Watsu is a bit different in that it's really about kind of mobilizing, and, and there's an intimacy to it as well but that book though is just such a great book like even if you're never going to explore watsu as a modality um the originator the creator of watsu is this wonderful man named harold dull who has a very zen type of approach he really sees things in through this very zen kind of lens and i remember reading uh in the book he talked in particular about how watsu so power can be such a powerful tool especially for men you know, because men don't always get the opportunity to learn how to just be with that sexual impulse and not need to act on it uh -huh. or not need to suppress it. And so I think in a lot of ways, you know, culturally, there's not a lot of um, ways for men to really practice being able to be with those sensual feelings that might arise but not need to act on them and also not need to repress them. It's just about being free in the water. And what we know about babies is that even in utero, babies masturbate. Wow. So 
you know, we're sexual beings from the time we're, you know, in, in utero till we die. So it's something that we don't always think about. I'm going to check it out. And uh, around the corner from here, there's a place, there's a thing called Aqua Bike, which is like spinning in the water. Oh, yeah. I've heard about <laughs> Have you tried that? No, no. <laughs> but it's like uh, fun. Yeah, because I, I was doing spinning. So I just joined a gym recently, about six months ago, to get the pandemic layer off. I was doing spinning for a while, but it's just so boring. I'm just more into weights now. <laughs> I much prefer weights. Yeah, I mean, and that, that's something that changes too over time. You know, mm-hmm. you want to use what, what you want, what do, what do you want to use in order to strengthen and support your body. But I think especially as we age, we need that weight-bearing strength. Yeah, definitely. So what's the phrase or affirmation or quote that you live by? Well, I, as we spoke about before, I don't necessarily live by this quote, but this was a quote that I thought was really beautiful and that I could say, yeah, that is something I probably do live by. Um, and it's actually a quote by my favorite uh, poet named Jalaluddin Rumi, who is a 16th century Sufi mystic poet. Um, and the quote is, in order to understand the dance, one must be still. And in order to truly understand stillness, one must dance. And so there's, I think that that idea of being able to be connected um, and be able to move with life, but also be able to also tune in to the stillness, to the emptiness, to the unknown is something that has really informed my experience. Um, And also sometimes when there's a lot of, chaos let's say in our minds where there's a lot of emotional upheaval returning back to that stillness being able to tap into the unknown oftentimes that's when you know uh there's new insights there's new awarenesses that can emerge um and also being able to be centrally embodied is about embracing the dance of life. You know, I think dance is, has been such an important, or just thinking about life as a dance has been something that has really informed my experience um, of everything. Yeah. Interesting. So where can people find you? Well, on Twitter, my Twitter handle is at Megwin, which is spelled M-E-G-W-Y-N. Um, And then I can also be found on Instagram at Haptic Body. Um, And then, of course, through Satisfyer as well. So uh, megwin.white at satisfyer.com. And the Satisfyer handles? The Satisfyer handle is at Satisfyer.com on Instagram. Yeah, I'm sure we'll have lots of people wanting to get the Pro 2 after this. Well, thank you so much for joining us today on the Orgasmic Lifestyle Podcast. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. It's been a pleasure joining you. The book I'm reading now is The Complete Works by Florence Scovel Shin. And I'm reading this book for the second time, which means it must be really good. I first read this book because it was recommended to me by someone on the channel You Are Creators. He's called Justin. And he said this book was one of his favorite books or the book that actually changed his life. And he said that Florence Scovel Shin was his favorite author. So I thought it would be it would be good to check her out. And I'm so glad I did. This the complete works comprises The Game of Life and How to Play It from 1925, Your Word is Your Wand, The Secret Door to Success, 
and the power of the spoken word. Even though this book is almost a hundred years old, it's still timeless today. And many of the works are based on affirmations. And I absolutely love affirmations. As you may know, if you listen to this podcast, every episode ends with a affirmations meditation. And there are many types of meditation that you can do. But for me, affirmations is like a consensual form of brainwashing. You don't have to be listening to them, or you could be sleeping, you could be working, but you've got these messages going into your subconscious. And there's actually lots of science to support affirmations as well. So that's something I really like. And I also love creating them as well. And you can find many affirmations, meditations on popular topics such as abundance, health, love, etc. But here on this podcast, I try to make ones that don't exist anywhere else. For example, today we've got sexual wellness affirmations. But back to Florence Scovel Shin. She was an American artist and book illustrator who became a new thought spiritual teacher and metaphysical writer in her middle years. In new thought circles, Shin is best known for her first book, The Game of Life and How to Play It, which is a great book. But my favorite one is Your Word is Your Wand. I'm going to read to you some of my favorite affirmations from this book. And one, she just just make lots of references to God. And I know some people might find that problematic, but you can actually replace that with the word universe if you, if you prefer. But anyway, let me get, let me get to my favorite affirmations. One of them is, I have a magical work in a magical way. I give magical service for magical pay. For me, as an orgasm activist, this affirmation just seems totally appropriate and I love it. Another one that I love is what God has done for others, he can do for me and more. I think this is an important affirmation because when we are looking at social media or looking at what other other people are doing, we can sometimes think, oh my God, I'm not doing enough. And we can get maybe jealous or envious of, of other people's success. Whereas if you think of this, what God has done for others, he can do for me and more, then it just makes you think that there is enough abundance and happiness and luck for everyone. Another affirmation I really love from this book is, never do today what intuition says to do tomorrow, which is the very opposite of what we're taught. Don't put off um, until tomorrow what you can do today. Because sometimes for me, for example, I, I have very different tasks in my work. Sometimes I'm making videos, other times I'm writing. So sometimes I'm wearing makeup, other times I'm not. And sometimes I like to kind of really listen to my own biorhythms to decide what tasks I'm supposed to do in the day. And for example, I was supposed to record this podcast two days ago, but I just wasn't really feeling it. So I decided to never do today what intuition says to do tomorrow. So I decided to do it today instead. And I'm hoping it's worked out best that way. But yeah, I highly recommend this book, The Complete Works of Florence Shin. And from what I can gather in the book, that people went to her for advice when they needed some help in life, and she created these different affirmations for them. And she always talks about saying them out loud. So when I was reading the book, I was actually reading them out loud and sometimes repeating them up to three times in the hope that I was brainwashing myself for a more abundant life. Highly recommended. Now it's time to slow things down as we prepare for this episode's guided affirmations meditation. 
It's probably not a good idea to listen to this while driving or operating machinery. Instead, take a break from whatever you're doing, get comfortable, take a deep breath and enjoy.
is my pleasure. I am able to communicate my desires. I can say no when something doesn't feel right. My sexual wellness is important. I enjoy my body. I listen to my body. To find out more about me and my orgasmic lifestyle, visit venusohara.org or follow me on Instagram at instagram.com slash venusohara. Make sure to search for the Orgasmic Lifestyle Podcast by Venus O'Hara in Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Google Podcasts or anywhere else podcasts are found. Make sure to click subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Thanks for listening. Have an orgasmic week and make sure every day is a climax.